Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 5, Episode 2. I don't know. Maybe we're just in Season 6 now because like, <laughs> it's like we do one episode together. and then take a hiatus. <laughs> it's so it's not that doing... It's not that doing the podcast itself no. is so hard. It's not. It's like, <clears throat> no. there's just, I think we were a little overly optimistic to think that we were going to record during the summer, yeah. just with kids home and... Right, travel and just all the things. We, you know, we've <laughs> always taken a break in the summer, and this year we took one, obviously, early. Like, for the year. For the year, yeah. and so <laughs> then we decided, oh yeah, let's pick it up in the in the summer and that just did not fly for for either of us yeah it just we kept being like this week no No. can't do okay what about next week yeah well we got this going on yeah it just wasn't it just wasn't gonna gonna happen so uh but but now we're like okay okay it's fall the kids are back in school let's let's um let's get our stuff together You know, I feel that way in a, in a lot of ways, though, well, and I wonder, you know, it'd be, I don't think anybody's doing any polls like this, but it would be <laughs> interesting to know, like, how many people feel like they never quite got back into their rhythm after yeah. all of the COVID shutdowns. Yeah, like, I know yeah. we're talking about, you know, right years ago now, but, but still, it still feels like, are we still kind of coming out of that? Yeah. And still, you know. Yeah, it's still, to me... And I, I, for me, less so that, but it was probably more a combination of that and then certain things that were going on at home. But yeah, like I, my routine now is just all over the place. Whereas before it was pretty structured, you know, even working at home. Yes. So yeah. It's well, we even talked about crazy. that on the podcast before, like yeah. planning out your schedule like you there was a time when you had everything planned out like to the you know in the 15 minute segments and and you know I think about that too like man there was a time when I had a (laughs) you know a very structured like morning routine to start my day to get it now and then it's just today it's just gone (laughs) now it's just like let's just get done what we can get done and let's see how. but anyway I'm feeling I'm feeling though I think the start of school really helps last year when school started Mm -hmm. I was like we weren't even in a house yet the kids were like having to go to school out of a hotel it was really weird (laughs) it was not like it was not this this great start of a structured season and so this year I feel like okay now we've got some you know big home renovations are behind us they're done um we're in a house the kids are starting school and it feels like Mm -hmm. okay now's the time to to get some good structure going again but yeah anyway (laughs) that's not actually what we're talking about no but that's okay I like a little chit chat at the beginning of a podcast it makes me feel happy yeah that's you know that's why we're here. Is also, as a public service announcement, um, the After the Altar of Love is Blind Season 4 is out. <laughs> Marion, have you seen that? <laughs> oh, no. Man, Shauna started watching that show, and then somehow we were watching it when we were together, and now it's like the thing. Yeah, that now we it's have a to, big Even joke. though it's just like the dumbest show. <laughs> 
We just have to do it. Now it's like I just have to see what happens. It's well. Every time I'm watch, I'm watching that. I'm like, do people really dress like this? Right? Am I really that I mean, far out of touch? <laughs> this is how people dress all the clothes? time. <laughs> Everybody wears crop tops oh, yeah. and. I don't Even know. Like, where do they shop? I- <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, three episodes out for your liking. <laughs> All right. All right. That's funny. Uh, so today what we're talking about actually is something that I've wanted to talk about on the podcast for quite a while. And yeah. um, it's talking about talent versus practice. Yeah. Yeah. And... So what I have, this kind of came out of what I have found is that, especially as I'm sharing my painting paintings, and as I've really Mm -hmm. grown as an artist, and I'm sure you experience this a lot, Shauna, as well, that I'll get messages that say, um, oh, you're so talented. Yeah. And I know, I know, I know that they are saying that painting is really good. Like Mm -hmm. you did a good job. So I always take it that way. Like you did a good job. But in my head, the back of my head, I'm thinking, it's this didn't just like pop out. Like, like, have you seen how many books I've read on art and how many classes I've taken and how many hours and hours and hours I've spent painting and how many paintings I've done and sketchbooks I've filled and all of that. And so there's something in you're so talented that maybe kind of t- detracts from that. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, like it's yeah. just a natural thing. Yeah. So anyway, I thought it'd be an interesting conversation and we could kind of mm-hmm. yeah. rustle through that a little bit of the you're so talented yeah. comment. And um, yeah, well, and I think too, like my initial thought when I hear that is also for the other person, because I just want to be like, you're, I'm not any, you know, I'm not really any any more talented. Now, I think that there are, of course, you know, which I don't know, I may be skipping ahead in our notes and I haven't read them well enough to know because, you know, why prepare? Um, but <laughs> anyway, you know, I think that there's obviously a difference. Um, we, we can have some things that we're just naturally predisposed to, of course, but that doesn't sure. mean that, um, that they just develop themselves um you know I was watching what is the name of it oh bless it it's about Steph Curry it's on Apple TV underrated and he is do you know who that is mm-hmm. <laughs> okay <laughs> you're like mm-hmm. um so he tennis player right basketball <laughs> Okay, never mind. Okay. But I'm thinking regardless. of career. Yeah, regardless. <laughs> okay. See, yeah. now, I don't know about basketball, okay. so I'm really glad. <laughs> okay. I'm really glad that we clarified that. Right. This. Right. But point being, like, th- we're talking about one of the greatest, if not the greatest shooter of all time, you know, in, in basketball. Um, it's, I mean, insane. And, you know, it just goes back and tells, of course, his story. And, you know, it's not like he just showed up to the NBA. Like, he was this tiny, scrawny kid um, who had a terrible, you know, terrible form. Um, He shot it from his waist just so he could get it up there. And, you know, one summer, 
he decided he wanted to play varsity. And so he and his dad, nothing but like work on his shot. And he did it for years and continued to do that. And even then he was still really, you know, underrated um, in college basketball. And so it's just, it doesn't matter. Like you never stop hearing those stories, you know, no matter the the level someone's at. Yes, there's a lot of God-given talent out there, but I always think to myself, I wonder what you've sold yourself short on, you know? Like I wonder if there's been something you wanted to do that you have let yourself not do because you're just not, quote, good at that, you know? you're I'm, yes. I'm not creative or I'm not talented at that, you know? So... And you get that a lot with art. Yes. Because yeah. I think art, if you haven't, like, if you haven't taken any strides mm-hmm. to get better at it, then it's, it looks like something that's really magical mm-hmm. to people who do it. And yeah. and I have felt that way before. Yeah. Yeah. Like, before I really started leaning into studying art, I just remember feeling like, well, I just don't really have it. Like, after painting yeah. two barns on canvas... I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's not my thing. <laughs> two, two. <laughs> like, you have to Good do things more there. than <laughs> more than twice. <laughs> right. Yeah. So when I revisited it, I heard that you know that voice of like, oh, but those barns were just <laughs> such rubbish. Like, it's just not gonna, it's not gonna happen. But I'm like, well, you know, it. There wouldn't be art school if you couldn't get better at it. Right, right. Like they don't, you don't see schools on like how to be taller. Yeah. Or, you know, because <laughs> you can't change you can't that. Really? Yeah, correct. <laughs> correct. I know. I so, totally agree. That's funny. And I think a thing that's really cool about artists, like in talking about sports, you can see like, you know, you see someone in person and think, oh. Yeah he or she must be a basketball player because right. there's that, there's definitely mm-hmm. like a physical aspect yeah. to it. Yeah. There's athleticism and yeah. height and size that all can, can play a part in that. But when you're talking about artists and creative people, mm-hmm. it's all over the map. Oh, and yeah. I, I love watching mm-hmm. shows when, you know, like portrait artist of the year or yeah. something when it's just like, man, they, there's just such a breadth. Yeah. It's, there's young, old, yeah. there's, you know, they're all different sizes, mm-hmm. all different races, all yeah. different. Yeah. You, know, you can't pinpoint it. All different. Yeah. All different things, all different people. So, yeah, I think by looking at at creating art or doing design work or, you know, anything that we kind of consider in that creative sphere, if you consider it like you're talented or you're not, then right. like you said, I, I think you're kind of selling yourself short yeah. that you're saying this is something that either you have or you don't. The mm-hmm. people who do it, it just kind of pops out of them. And I, so I took a class recently with um, Julie Davis, who she, yeah. she shares on Instagram. She's an amazing artist, and her forte is painting landscapes mm-hmm. with trees. So yeah. trees are like the main thing. And in the class, um, you know, I'm, you know, you're expecting to like learn techniques and her mm-hmm. color palette and the brushes that she uses. Like, all, you want to know all yeah. the tools, of yeah, course. Of course. <laughs> but, you know, you, you're taking a class from her to learn, like, how do you paint trees so well? What's your approach mm-hmm. and all this? And one of the first things that she shared was she studied trees for a year 
Yeah. Like a whole year, just trees. And not only did she study trees by drawing them and um, painting them and taking pictures and seeing them in person and all of that, but she like read poems about trees yeah. and stories about yeah. trees and read about the anatomy of trees and the, oh the gosh, yeah. biology behind it with the botany of trees, yeah. all that stuff. Because she was really, she really wanted to learn trees and she's studying them for a year. And it's yeah. like, well, of course she's good at painting trees right. when that's all she studies for yeah. a year. Right. <laughs> and I think when, when you see her paintings and then say, oh, wow, you're so talented. It's like, yeah. But there was study for a year, yeah, and that's yeah. why she's so good at them. It really doesn't, I think it really doesn't yeah. have much to do with talent. Yeah. Maybe a smidge. Yeah. We'll give you like a little, yeah. a little sprinkling of salt yeah. is the talent. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but the meal yeah. is the year of study. Like yeah. the meal is mm-hmm. all the books and the classes totally. and the practice and the work and, mm-hmm. and, yeah, that's so, that's incredible. I, I you know, when I first I started, oh, it's so fascinating. When I started um taking, you know, classes, di- you know, different ones online, you know, I remember well, and there's um I follow I think we may have mentioned her before, Kim Myers Smith. Yeah. On yes. Instagram, Michael, um our friend Michael pointed her out to me. Anyway. She's a basketball player, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I know who oh, she is. Tennis She's a player. basketball player, right? No, no tennis. <laughs> um, <Okay>. she, <laughs> so she, <laughs> that was great. That hit me the right way. Um, <laughs> so point being, she paints totally differently than I do because I'm very like, even when I'm trying to be a little more realistic in painting, I still, like, my brush strokes are very, it's very fluid and, like, very swooshy and, you know, so it's it's a totally different way to watch someone make just one stroke, you know, at a time. And But it's fascinating. But every time that I watch her or someone who paints similarly to her, um, I always think to myself, like, by the time they're finished how interesting that really all she's done and not to take away from her gifts and from what she's done to become the artist she is, um, is just block in color and shape. That's it. And then all of a sudden you've got shadows and you've got light and you've got, you know, highlights. And it's just, it's a little less, um, when you kind of start playing with learning in that way, you know, classes, it's not so, it is magical, but it's not so magical that you, that the general public, it cannot access it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think that that's so yeah. fascinating to watch different people taking classes, seeing their, even just the way they use their hands, you know, and how it becomes the finished product. You know, it really does kind of not take the magic away for me. It's more like, well, that's how you do yours, you know? Um, and it's, it's pretty interesting. So yeah. It's- yeah. It was, I, I may have shared this story on the podcast before, but I'll share it again. Cause it really fits nicely that when I went to Paris the first time mm-hmm. as an adult, I 
everyone was, I was kind of just getting into oil painting. I think I'd been painting mm-hmm. for a few months and people were like, you've got to go see the museums. You've got to go yeah. to Musée d'Orsay. You've got to yeah. go to the Louvre. And I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. I mean, I can see them in books. I don't know <laughs> if I want to spend my yeah. time doing that. I'd rather go yeah. look at architecture, do this and that. But we did end up going to um, the Louvre and Musée d'Orsay because yeah. so many people were saying, like, you've got to do it. And I'm so glad I did. First yeah. of all, it's it, totally different experience seeing a piece in person oh, and yeah. getting to really see the, the mm-hmm. brush strokes. And it's amazing how close you can get yeah. to the paintings, too. But... I remember looking at a Monet, and it was one of the Monets, really big, much bigger mm-hmm. than I expected it to be. Yeah. And it's the woman, well, he has several women with parasols, but it's a woman with a parasol yeah. and the wind kind of blowing behind her, and she has the green scarf and everything. And I'm standing and looking at this painting, and I, I leaned way in, and I remember thinking, it's just paint. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? Wow, it is it's just, just blobs it, of paint, <laughs> right? Yeah, because I don't know what I thought it was going to be. Like, of course, it's paint. What yeah. else would it be? <laughs> right. But there was something about that moment that was like, you know, you could do this too. Yeah, like it's it's just paint. That's he's yeah. using the same tools and everything, and mm-hmm. this is what came out of him. And people thought it was crazy and weird and kind yeah. of ugly and yeah. and all of that at the time. <laughs> and you know, you we we now know those people are idiots, yeah. right? right. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it was it was just paint, and yeah. um and it's it's been fun also reading about the impressionists and reading, especially yeah. ones that we have a lot of letters from and stuff like Vincent Van Gogh and. Mm-hmm. Um, reading you know how they that sort of pursuit of art Mm -hmm. and how you know it is this struggle it is study it is learning it's it's trial and error it's creating stuff that you just want to throw into the fire and and Mm -hmm. so many of the paintings I saw in Musée d'Orsay I'm like I wonder if Monet would be happy if this was in here (laughs) this does not look like his best work to me would he would he be like oh my gosh how did that end up down museum that one was put you know put out by the bin and like the housekeeper rescued it or something (laughs) oh gosh no joke but but yeah it's I think the whole point of the conversation is you know we want this to be an encouragement for you that if you're looking at what people do in the creative realm whether it's writing or whatever or painting or Mm -hmm. you know any of those things that people are making and creating that it's if you're thinking like, oh, they're just so talented, like mm-hmm. they were just given that yeah. dose of something that I didn't get that I'll never have, then, you know, we want to encourage you that it's so much of that is learned yeah. skill yeah, and is something that you can learn and improve in. Now, maybe there are things that like there might be some limitations. Yeah. Or maybe you don't and, pick it up as quickly or, uh, you know, whatever. But it doesn't yeah, mean I mean, that it's impossible, are, right? Yeah, yeah. They're, so we don't want to downplay and be like, anybody could do this if they just work yeah. hard enough. Because I, I don't think that that's true either. Right, that it's right. just like, um, all you have to do is work hard. But I do think it's, if the goal is, you know what, I'd, I'd really love to write. Yeah. And I'd like to get better at writing. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, well then, 
you then can write. do that. Go ahead and yeah. go ahead and do that. And you can do it and you yeah. can get better at it. Yeah. Same thing with painting. Yeah. And, and even with singing, I you know, my background is in musical theater and I mm-hmm. think people a lot of people think either you can sing or you can't. And there definitely is some natural ability of there course. when it comes to having an ear to be able to hear, yeah. you know, um, all of that stuff. But um, I have seen people who were really bad, like tone deaf, yeah. not. Yeah. And and then, you know, working with a vocal coach for a few mm-hmm. months and they're on stage singing because we really needed a guy in the musical. Yeah. <laughs> and there were no guys <laughs> right. who auditioned. And did a did a nice job, yeah. you know. I mean, never he's never gonna be, right. you know, uh, John anybody <laughs> who's yeah, it's not gonna be in Carnegie or at Carnegie Hall yeah. or anything like that. But you know, he's but he got better, yeah. And I think, um, like, if our goal is to get better, yeah. then that yeah, that's an achievable goal for anybody. Yeah, it is. And I think, well, I definitely saw that this year with my daughter tried out for all state choir. Um, and like, she was just totally convinced she was not going to make it. I mean, she was totally convinced like, cause she had never done, you know, choir before. So, I mean, all of it was brand new to her and, um, but she just loved it. You know, she just loved it. And when I tell you that that kid and still is by the way, practiced hours, you know, a day, she, whatever mm-hmm. she was doing, her music was on, And she was practicing, you know, um, and she was an alto. So, you know, it was she would have to practice with the full track and then she would practice with just hers. And, you know, of course, that being, you know, a harmony part, that's a a little bit trickier Mm -hmm. if you've not been, you know, in a choir before or, or, you know, sang. So she I mean, when we told her that she made it, it was one of the most beautiful moments of my life. Mm -hmm. Like she cried so hard and I mean just fell into Andrew's arms it was one of the sweetest things I've ever seen and she then she just kept working and working and working and you know now she's um a section leader you know at her school and and she's gonna do it again and you know and I imagine she'll make it because she's just worked her butt off you know it's not like she just woke up I mean I I have a singing background but but she, not like we're, you know, going to, you know, again, I'm not going to make a living doing that. So I think for her, you know, she's just, she put her head down and decided she wanted to do it. And by God, she was going to do it. And I just think there is, there's a lot to that, you know. And I think there's also another piece that probably affects um, when people say, like, you're creative, I'm not, you're so talented, you know, things like that, 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 you know, of course, they're meant to be compliments, but there is that that piece of like, what have you been told throughout your life that you probably shouldn't do or couldn't do? And I don't want to go too far into that because I think we're going to do a an episode on that as far as kids and like how do we kind of nurture and foster that. But, you know, I remember being told over and over, like over and over in junior high, maybe like sixth, seventh grade, um, that I I was not creative because I couldn't do the bubble letters on the stupid football run through sign, and it's like I look back now and I'm like, what oh the man, bleep! Like I, what a dumb thing to say to a kid, you know? It's like, 
because I can't do bubble letters. Like I'm never going to be able to do anything else that's creative at all. That's crazy. So um, I think, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot that we're also taught and that we learn, you know, throughout our lives that kind of um, gets in the way of us believing that hard work will make a difference, you know, that either, like you said, either you've got it or you don't. And that's just not, that's just not the case. So (laughs) I'd love to talk to that teacher now and say, hey, that was a really crappy thing to say. Also, I've done a few creative things in my life. Just a few, just a, a few. few. So maybe yeah, consider I, that. I think that, I think it's easy to get shot down creatively. Totally. I think that, we've talked about it before. Like, I think that happens a lot, that there's a lot of wounding for people in that area. Yeah. And um, even if you have a lot of encouragement, there are always mm-hmm. those people who tell you like, eh, oh, yeah. That's not very good. And I think sometimes it's it's easier. Like, I remember when I was, you know, doing murals and stuff, you know. So considered, you know, creative work mm-hmm. and artistic work and all of that. And I remember, you know, well, but I can't, you know, I'm never going to do, like, portraits. I can't mm-hmm. do people. They yeah. won't look right. And I can't yeah. do this or that. And and then, you know, it became kind of a challenge. Yeah. It became yeah. like, well, let's see if I can. <laughs> let's just see. Yeah. You know, and I, it's not an area where I feel like really comfortable or confident, but yeah. I also haven't studied them extensively. I've just yeah. kind of done, you know, done a few for fun and to learn. And, yeah. um, but I, I think any, I think I'm a little too, <laughs> I'm a little too like all over the place to like, mm-hmm. I'm going to just study this one thing sure. for a year. I think uh, yeah. I like doing too many different things. So I think I'm always going to be a little bit of a generalist yeah. in, that, in that sense. But, yeah. but I do know that that's there, mm-hmm. that that's accessible to me. If I want right. to become an excellent portrait yeah. artist and yeah. I spend the next year studying portraits, right. sketching portraits every day, painting portraits you will regularly, get better. Yeah. that that by the end of that year, it'll be like, whoa, holy smokes, yeah. I yeah. can, paint, I can yeah. paint a pretty good portrait, right. you know. So I hope you guys take it as an encouragement, as a oh, challenge. Yeah. And I also want to, and this is just a small thing, I, I don't think anybody's ever going to be offended. If they are, then that's, I think that's being like, I don't know, like unnecessary <laughs> to be offended by someone saying, you're so talented. Right, <laughs> like, right. You shouldn't say anything to that, but thank you so much. But I do want to like challenge people that if you find yourself, that's what you say to people when you like admire what they do or you yeah. admire their work. I would want to challenge you to say like, I love your work. Yeah. You must work very hard yeah. or you must yeah. have worked very yeah. hard to, to get here. Mm-hmm. Um, to like acknowledge that work yeah. and the love of their work. And I think when people say you're talented, I think that's what, that's they're, what saying. they're saying. They're right. saying like, <clears throat> but it does have a different, a different meaning. Yeah. I yeah. think. Yeah. So. Well, and, and words matter, you know, and the attention and intention, to them is important, you know, and so it's just another way to think about it. You know, it's not necessarily a criticism of somebody that has said you're so talented. I mean, I've said that to a million people, you know, but. Oh, I have too. Yeah. Yeah, It's only been recently that I've started really thinking about it. Like, you know, that maybe that's not what I mean. Right. Right. Exactly. Maybe I really, and and maybe I'm not acknowledging everything that they, that they do by just saying, right. You're talented. Exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. I love so your anyway, work, Marion. It's just a little. A little <laughs> you must work very hard. <laughs> right. <laughs> Matter of fact, I know you do. <laughs> so. Yes, I do work very hard. <laughs> um, but you know, also too, I know on the flip side, there are people who they it things just do come out of them. Sure. I think there's a going back to sports. There's a um, there's a documentary oh gosh I think it's on Netflix too Mm -hmm. about tennis players and it Mm -hmm. follows tennis players through their season I forget what it's called uh maybe point break something like that anyway yeah break no break point (laughs) is it breaks like is it untold it's not untold no it's it's a specific that's really good we've got a did you watch the yachting one no the untold on yachting Oh my gosh. I will do you that. Need, okay. Watch it. So I go into, <laughs> we're just, whatever. It's not, yeah. I go into, <laughs> I go into every untold, like, I don't really care about this subject at all. I know, but then you're I'm not gonna fanatical be interested about in it. it after it's over. And then I'm just like sucked in. I'm like, this is so fascinating. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but the one on yachting, you've got to watch, watch it, it and then we'll talk about it. Cause there's okay. so much to do with like creativity and boundaries and yeah. being in a box. And then what happens when you get outside of that box? So oh. watch that one. Okay. Done. But anyway, there's a documentary on tennis, following tennis mm-hmm. players. And one of the tennis players they follow, I don't even remember his name, but he's, you know, he's someone who was doing incredibly yeah. well, but his, he was very outspoken of, I'm not going to give my life to tennis. I'm not mm-hmm. practicing outside of, you know, I'm going to show up at events and just do what mm-hmm. I do. And, and he did do very well. Like he yeah. was playing at an elite level. I think you could definitely see though, the argument to be made that yeah. like, yeah, but you could be this right, right. if you even like, if this is what you can produce without any practice, mm-hmm. without, you know, any kind of training or right. really giving, giving yourself to it, even just as a profession, not as like a, you know, right. passion, yeah. um, then you probably would go a lot further. So, mm-hmm. so all of that to say, there are people who just turn out things sure. that is just like, of course. It's, you know, where, where did that come from and mm-hmm. how did that happen? But, but I think what is much more common is, yeah. And you hear story after story yep. that supports it, is that people work really hard. And I think even um, Mozart mm-hmm. saying, people are mistaken mm-hmm. if they think yeah. that this all comes natural. Right. This is the result of hours at the piano every single day. Yeah. Hours. Yeah. I mean, right. it's it's totally submitting yourself to something, which I'm, you know, I'm not yeah, going to be balance. doing that. <laughs> We love the balance. I'm not going to do that, but that's how Mozart was Mozart is because he, you know, obviously had a talent, but it was really um, fostered and then he took it and ran with it to quite an extreme. So yeah. anyway, so leave with that chit chat about. That's right. (laughs) Obviously go watch Untold Yachting. (laughs) (laughs) Go do that. Yes, go watch that. It is. It is really good. And then we'll talk about it in a future episode. Yes. So there you go. When you get us after we've been gone a while, you get a little chattiness. But I, we'll... I don't care. I like it. I like them better that way. Yeah. <laughs> Did we have a creative uh, creative contraption? Because uh, I, mean, I don't see one in our notes. Not really, but I'm just trying to think. Right. It's like, look around the desk real quick. <laughs> yes. what, do we... what do we have? I will say we... that it's a book, so I don't want to... Um, <clears throat> 
It's not really a contraption, but it for inspiration, it is pretty awesome. That's okay. Um, but we will allow it. Yes. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> there is a book, and it's a Rizzoli, you know, so it's really big and beautiful, uh, and it's just great. great I didn't even books. know that they had made this book, but it's called The Art of Anthropology, and it's this big square book, oh. and it's all about their window displays and merchandising and um, and like close-ups of the artistic installations, you know, that they create and, you know, they write about it throughout it. So I've almost finished it because it's, I mean, it's, it's a big book, <laughs> but, um, it is just so good and beautiful. I mean, beautiful. So I have thoroughly oh. enjoyed that. I just ran across it. I will have it. to check it out. It was on the bottom yeah. shelf of a random anthropology that I went in this summer. And I was like, I've never even seen this. So they published it years ago, I think, but. It's great if you're into the That'd be the a books. good one to check out. Yeah. yeah. It's a good, that's a good store to go into for that. Just oh, like. Yeah. Just get I just want to see like what their sale signs look like. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> like, anything. <laughs> just the yeah. little, the, all the little details. It's just fun. Yeah. To, to see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. There's so many creative things going on there. So there you go. The Art of Anthropology. Yep. I will check it out. I haven't, yes. I haven't read that one. So good. So. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And yes. um, we'll, we're obviously bad at wrapping up um, this episode <laughs> since it just, just keeps like, going and going. But I hope you'll join us next time. We'll see we will be... you at Wimbledon um, for the tennis player, Steph Curry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. I hope you'll join us next time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Creative Exponent Podcast. Our original theme was written by A Walker Spring and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johan Wagner. And if you like the Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com. <laughs>